Social Studies Podcast, the podcast where I study being social by being social. Today's episode is brought to you by being a weirdo, which I fully embrace, which is why my first merch line ever says embrace your weird. If you're lucky enough to have one of those, that's a collector's item, bitch. Hold on tight to that. Uh, let's get the shit out first, if you will. First and foremost, I started a Patreon for you guys. I did. I did it. I did it for you. I did it for you because I wanted to wanted to bring you more stuff. I also wanted to bring you like a little bit more unfiltered stuff, if you will. But not like OnlyFans style, just like regular. Patreon.com slash Joe Dombrowski. Don't know if it's up yet. I'm working on it. I'm going to try to have it up by Monday when this episode comes out. If not, it'll be up the next week. Patreon.com slash Joe Dombrowski. Here's how it works. You can become a big fan. And for $5 a month, you're going to get two bonus episodes of the Social Studies Podcast that you cannot get anywhere but Patreon. I'm going to be raw and real on there. I've already got a list of things that we're going to talk about, stuff that is for sure, for sure not going on the regular podcast. You'll get those two bonus episodes, and I'm going to give you two bonus videos a month, too. It could be anything. I might do a comedy video. I might do a sketch. I might give you a behind-the-scenes video. I might give you a blog when I'm on the road. Whatever it is, they're going to be on Patreon, and you're going to get it there for $5 a month. But for $10 a month, you can become a super fan. Now, listen to this. This is where the deal part comes in, okay? You get all that that I just listed, and you get a private invitation to four Zoom happy hours per year that I'm going to be hosting. We're going to do a little drink special. I'll give you a little drink recipe, and then we're all going to drink the drink together. If you don't drink, you can make it virgin, I I guess, but you can still come to the happy hour because I'm going to be spitting some jokes in there to y'all. We're going to talk and interact. I'm going to play games for prizes up in that bitch. It's going to be the real deal. One hour happy hour. Four times, four times a year. Okay, and the best part about it is, is it's all the other Joe Dombrowski super fans in there so we can connect, we can chat. You guys can connect and can chat, become friends from people all over the world who listen to the podcast. And I just can't wait. $10 a month to become a super fan. Up to you. You can do it. You can do it. You can do it. Patreon.com slash Joe Dombrowski. I'm going to have that up as soon as possible for you. Um, also don't forget to text one three one three two five one one zero three six one three one three two five one one zero three six. So you can chat in the texting group. That's what's up. Sent a funny story this week about the time I smacked an old woman on the butt thinking it was my mom. It wasn't my mom. And I'm still holding on to that trauma. So now you know. One three one three two five one one zero three six. Okay, you guys I gotta let you know something, okay? Being in entertainment, you know, I don't talk about it a lot, but your boy goes on auditions from time to time. Aspirations, you got a TV show with a funny guy in it? I'm gonna play the funny guy. I'm gonna do that shit. We're gonna make it happen. Funny little character in a movie? 
I'll play the sassy barista. I'll play your cousin Jimmy, right? I'll play your husband. I'll butch it up for you, bro. And say things like lacrosse is cool. <laughs> Whatever the fuck I have to do. Anyway, I started thinking I'm in quarantine. I have all this time. Why not brush up on your acting skills? It's been a minute since I've taken an acting class. Maybe I should just use this time to perfect what I already got. Was a lifetime learner when I was in the classroom. Shit, that that doesn't stop now. Time to get better. So I take an acting class, right? Do a little research. Seems super legit. I'm like, the reviews are great. I sign up and I pay. And like three days later, I see this shit being advertised on Tick. TikTok. On TikTok. It's a small group class. There's six people and it's being advertised on TikTok. So automatically I go in a state of fucking panic because I think it's going to be me and six middle school girls and I'm going to have to do acting with them. I'm going to be here playing the dad and one of these 12 year old girls is going to be playing my wife. I'm like, I don't know what this is, but I'm not in the FMLA cult that we talked about in a previous episode where that shit goes down. I'm not going to play an FMLA. I'm not going to subject myself to that kind of buffoonery. So I'm freaking out. I'm freaking out. And then class starts. And I'm like, Joe, go in with an open mind. See what happens. I was right. It was fucking children. It was four Children. One girl's name was Poppy. She was from this city outside of London, a small town outside of London, as she said. She was super cute. She had a little micro bob and some raggedy hair. And I was like, here's the thing, Poppy, you're going to be my person during this thing. All these other, you know, middle school, early high school, late high school girls. And then one grandma and me. Now this grandma starts to talk. And like I told you, they're from all over the world. She's from Norway. And I'm like, okay. And then she goes, I've never acted a day in my life. I'm like, okay. I kind of got something going here. It's going to happen. So then how this works is the teacher asks, who's going to go first? And of course it's Poppy. Poppy raised her hand and Poppy's like, yes, me, bitch. Let's do this. I'm like, okay, Poppy, I see you. Poppy does her piece. She's, um... I'm not going to knock her. I'm not going to knock her because she gave it her best. She gave it her best and that's all that matters. So she finishes and P.S. I turn into like Mr. Supportive during all this. Like I see these children and I go into teacher mode and I'm like typing into the chat. I'm like, great job, Poppy. Oh my God. Huge improvement from your last, from your first to your last read. You're great. You're going to be a star. Like I'm just like, Telling all these young girls like they're fantastic and they're going to have it. Like, I don't know. I just had to. I had to encourage them. They were so nervous. Then it fucking backfired on me. So Poppy got the opportunity to pick the next person. And then the teacher started a trend. Once you go, you pick the next and then you pick the next and you pick the next. It turned into fucking middle school dodgeball. And all these cute little girls pick each other. P.S. I was looking Poppy in the eyes and I was like, you're going to pick me like <laughs> I'm Joe. I, also, I didn't go by the name Joe. My Skype automatically changed to just J.D. So they were calling me J.D. the whole time. So I'm like, Poppy's going to pick J.D. Let's uh, let's be real. All right. <laughs> Come on. No, nope, she picks the next girl. The next girl picks the next girl. The next girl picks the next girl. 
And then it comes down to me and Grandma Norway. And I'm like, oh, for fucking sure they're going to pick me. Nope. 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 They ganged up on me and they picked Grandma Norway. Gets worse when Grandma Norway gets picked second to last. She had the audacity to mumble into her microphone these words. Oh, thank God. I'm sorry, Grandma Norway, but here's the thing. No, I'm not going to allow this type of behavior. You just fuck with JD. Now it's JD's time to fuck with you. So now it's my turn to go and I'm last. All right. And I'm like, these fucking hoes don't even know. I got this comedy monologue that I have prepared. I'm going to slay this shit the house down. And I do. And when I do it, they're all snickering on the side. I can see them on the side of my screen just lapping away. And I'm like, that's what's up. Y'all could have had this earlier, but you decided to go against JD. What you didn't know is this is actually JD's house. So have a seat and learn something here. Then all of a sudden, Grandma Norway, her computer starts malfunctioning. Her screen goes black, but we can hear her. What does she do? I don't know why this happened. It's probably because I was the second oldest person in the group. She starts asking, JD, JD, can you help me? JD, can you put directions in the chat, JD? Well, guess what? JD did not forget that you said, oh, thank God, under your breath, and you didn't get picked last, but JD did. So JD took his headphones off because he cannot be bothered in this moment, Grandma Norway. Google it. I hope they Google Norway. You're going to use Google Norway and you're going to Google yourself out of this situation just like the rest of us, Grandma Norway, okay? And then you're going to go to Epcot where Anna and Elsa are hanging out in the Norway section and you're going to hang out there in Orlando until I come down for a show. That's right. You don't fuck with JD. The end. This was two days ago, and I'm still hanging on to this, like, residual feelings of, oh, my God, Grandma Norway, I can't believe you did me dirty like that. Also, fuck all those girls who did not pick me except for Poppy because I have a soft spot for her for whatever reason. Shout out to my girl, Poppy. You're probably never going to hear this. And that is a reading from the Book of D. Super stoked for our guest today. It's Jared Freed. Jared Freed's a fucking man. I had him on for a very specific reason this week. So Jared is like, he's the straight man that we all need in our lives because he fully embraces all people and he's so confident in himself. We bonded over the bachelorette. And I knew it. He does Bachelorette. He watches it live on his, his Instagram story, but he acts like it's sports. Like Jared reacts to the Bachelorette like I react to RuPaul's Drag Race. And when I saw that shit start to happen, I'm like, this is my guy. This is my guy who likes girls. That's what's up. It's Jared Freed. But I had him on because my mom and I are going to start to release those episodes. Those episodes. Well, we changed the name. The episodes are going to be called Let's Watch TV. 
and we're going to do them every once in a while. The and there we watch TV together and then we recap the episode. The first season of us doing Let's Watch TV is going to be this upcoming season of The Bachelorette where it's the, our episodes are going to come out the day after The Bachelorette premieres and the first episode of Let's Watch TV Bachelorette edition comes out this week. It's our pre-season episode. So get ready for it. I had to have Jared on because I had to get pro tips and he delivered. He spilled the tea. This guy's the best. Without further ado, give it up for Jared Freed. Try to catch me howling at the moon. Welcome to the Social Studies Podcast. Jared fucking freed everybody. Okay, listen, listen, listen. We have a little bit of history and it's quite funny. So I was playing, I was playing uh, Laugh Boston and your podcast, you were touring at the time, right? Yes. And then I was, I think I was doing, you were like the day before me. Mm -hmm. I think that was it. And I'm at, at Laugh or were you somewhere else? I was at Laugh, but I think I went a day early because I'm from Boston. I'm from outside of Boston. Okay. And I'm sitting at a bar and I think I'm talking to my girlfriend about comedy or I'm talking to, it was definitely my girlfriend or someone. And this older gentleman comes up to me and is like, comedy, what's going on? And I'm like, what's up, man? And he's like, my son is a comic. And, and I'm like, whoa, what? Like, and, and listen, you know, just like me, like how many people are like my nephew. And then you like, <laughs> You're like, no, that's not a, you know, like you, be, <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, they do it, mics. It, they do open mics. Got it. Or they, they speak on a street corner. I don't know, you know, whatever right. they're doing. And all of us comics, because we work so hard at what we do and we put so much of our life into it, we kind of go, I call it, and it's my worst quality, but I, I'll admit to it. And I think there's a little bit in everybody. I call it FTG mode and it's fuck that guy mode. Where it's like the minute someone brings someone up that, that like, cause you've experienced so many times that like someone's like, my nephew does it. And then you, they try to connect you and the nephew's like, yeah, I went on stage once at, at the bachelor party. And you're like, okay, I'm annoyed that I've even given my time to this. So like, I immediately, I'm like, you know, fists up. I'm like, who? And then I go look you up. I'm like, oh, this is uh, the real deal. Fantastic. I love it. Yeah. So <laughs> but I met your dad. It was such a random thing. So my dad also, okay, a little bit of backstory on that night okay. too. Um, my dad is no stranger to Kettle One. <laughs> so <laughs> he was very nice. I'm no stranger. He's to, a nice. Uh, uh, he was very nice, and I hope I was nice. As like I, you know, I always hope. You know, when someone's like, "You met that person," I'm always like, "Okay, I hope I was in like." I wasn't in a mood with something else. You don't know where someone else is coming from or where someone, you know, so I'm like, yeah. And I remember the interaction was very nice. I, okay. I, well, you did it. You did have a good impression as well, because my dad's now a Jared Freed fan. He like, Oh my God, that's so he, nice. He watches your stuff and he'll like text me and he'll be like, did you see Jared's Instagram? I'm like, <laughs> oh, yeah, did you? Oh, like, I, yeah. <laughs> so he's very into it. Cool sure. to hear. That, tell him I said, thank you. And I have family from Detroit. <laughs> no so way. I, yeah. My mom is from Detroit. So get the I, hell out of here. Yeah. So I, I like, I have like, um, real roots in outside of Detroit and, and in that area. So like my grandparents were, were, you know, in the, you know, big time with like Jewish community stuff out there. And just like, I, 
you know, I, I have things where it's like Saunders chocolate and, you know, like, like, like I, I have ponies, like I recognize, ponies, you, know, yes. yeah, you know, like, <laughs> oh, well, you know, when you hear, <laughs> there we go, you wear the Jersey. I, you know, it, and cause growing up every year, you know, since birth, I've been going to Detroit. And so it's funny. It's like, it's like kind of like taking Spanish in high school. Like I recognize certain words and conversations yes, from sir. Detroit people. So it, it's in like, where I am on the hand. I went to, you know, Mackinac, Mackinac Island or Mackinac, you know, growing up, you know. It's crazy that you say that for two reasons. One, I'm in the process of getting a dog. Um, Congratulations. He, he has been conceived. I will okay. be getting him soon, but I'm going to name him Mac, which is short for Mackinac. Mackinac. Wow. Yeah. Is it Mackinac or is it Mackinac? So Mackinac is like the area, Mackinac or Mackinac Island is the island where you don't drive cars. No cars, horse yeah. and buggies. I, I, but I mean, like, that's like my memory from like being yep. six years old. Like, you know, we, like we were probably there at the same time. That's hilarious. Uh, in, the, in the same hotel with the indoor outdoor pool that like you could the swim grand in the hotel. Is that what it is? The grand that's hotel. Crazy. And I think, okay. Um, I'm, don't quote me on this movie, but I'm pretty sure the Grand Hotel was the setting for Sleepless in Seattle, which is ironic because that's where I live now. Oh, my God. Weird, a, right? Uh, yeah, very weird. Tell yeah. your mom I said this, too. Whenever I tell people I'm from Detroit, they're always, like, taken back a little bit. And I say, no, no, don't get it twisted. Like, I will disassemble your car and sell it for drug money. So, <laughs> and then they well, understand. My, my mom... Um, it's funny because if like anyone met her, they'd be like, that's a Jew from New York. Like they would like <laughs> immediately think that. And, and, um, and they're always like shocked. And it's like, yeah, no Detroit Midwest. You know, oh my God. I love it. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I, I knew I liked like, you, but now I really like you again. There's you know, the, there's what, what ends up happening in comedy for me is I end up like being like, that guy's a good dude or that girl's a cool chick. And I'll be like, and then I'll start, like, we'll start, like, unpacking the layers. I'm like, yeah, this was all familial from the start. We just didn't even know it. Like, yep. that's how it happens with, a, like, I, I do think, and again, that FTG mode, like, fuck that guy mode. I think in comedy, you meet the best people and the worst people. Like, you never meet, and eh, they're okay. Like, I have strong opinions on everyone <laughs> I meet. They're either, like, great, oh, my God, I get it, or it's, like, I don't know what's going on with that guy, you know? Okay, I am so excited to have you on. Uh, I read a quote about you that said that you're very much like the dear Abby for dudes, which is why you appeal to both men and women. And I love that. So thank you. I That happened early. I, I So the podcast that I have, we give I give advice. Mm -hmm. That's purely what it is. It's people email in and I give advice. It could be anything. And... It started as a it started with a mainly male audience. So people were like, oh, the, and all the date emails were dating questions because I was of the age where I'm dating and single. And then all these men were like writing in, but like the male emails were just really simple and not as fun. Um, and it was like, so I met this chick, how do I fuck? Is basically like <laughs> the premise of every dude straight email. So started being called, you know, someone called it the Dear Abby for Dudes. And I thought that was a great name. And then all of a sudden, like podcasts got super popular with women because of like murder mystery podcasts. And I started getting invited on all these like female oriented podcasts and they'd start listening to the show and women would start writing in. Now the audience is mainly women. 
and it's mainly dating questions. And we just, I just answer them with a guess, like just honestly, like, and it's like, and yeah, it's just like, and I think with advice, people are, people don't ask their friends because they, friends, when you give advice, you assume what you have a backstory. You, Mm -hmm. you use whatever you know about that friend you use to give your advice. If they puked on the floor in seventh grade, that's something, that's a part of your advice. So, and them with you, they don't trust you because you did something else in seventh grade. So I think a lot of people find a lot of freedom in emailing their problems. And and then I look at it and it's like, I have no backstory with that. I'm, this is the only information I have. So I'm just going to go with it, whatever it is. And that's the show. It seems to be working too. And I'm really excited to have you on today as well, because I'm sorry for um, all the straight men who are listening, but you know this, we're mainly talking to millennial women and gay men, which is why I'm like, I get so like, yes, queen, when I can have a straight man comic on the (laughs) podcast, it literally fills my bucket and these women as well. And I'm going to drop a huge bomb on them right now. Please. You're a Bachelor Bachelorette fan. I am a Bachelor Bachelorette. Uh, I would some would say super fan. Oh, um, I I am a. I'm actually. I consider myself like. I guess this is the wrong description for the audience, but like you know, on ESPN they have they have on ESPN they'll bring on commentators. I yep. am like a Bachelor commentator. I fully enjoy dissecting the problems on the Bachelor and Bachelorette because if you don't like the Bachelor and Bachelorette, I would say to the people who don't like the show before we get started, they're right. It's a stupid show. As uh, on the big, on the macro level, 30 men for one woman, like that's crazy. 30 women for one man, that's crazy. But the small moments are dissectable and interesting. Like there's so many small storylines every week. There's something that relates to your and my life that in, in our relationships and the way we deal with people. So I, I actually, what I try to do, and I try to do this with all comedy I do is like take something that people take super seriously and really try and find a fun way to talk about it. So like, you know, like I think The Bachelor is the most fun way to talk about relationship issues because it is so stupid like there's so many examples too like i i mean like we could go you name an example i could give 30 reasons why it's an important thing to dissect and so like i i do love yeah and so every every night every monday night or now tuesday because the bachelor's moving bachelor's moving to tuesday i scream at the show on my instagram stories and then i'll do a post game show and it's like my my girlfriend hates it. My girlfriend and I live together now. She's wait, like, wait, she up. hates that you do that, or she hates the show. She hates it all. She, she's oh. just like she can't because she's like this is stupid. And I'm also I call it the live scream because I'm legitimately screaming at the TV. So she's like annoyed by the screaming. The neighbors are gonna call. Like it's a whole thing. <laughs> We're and living the same life. Say yeah. So I so I love. So I, I just love breaking it down because I, I do think, the, and also the, the other character on the show, and you, it, you're a fan as well, like the other character on the show is the audience. Mm-hmm. The audience is, much, is as much the character as the lead or any of the contestants because the audience is kind of acts as one. 
they all have a very similar, like who they like, who they don't like. Like, you know, Claire Crawley, Claire, she's announced as the bachelorette. People are not enthusiastic about it. She's considered the older bachelorette, which people are annoyed that she's not old enough. You know, like you can't be in the middle. She's not old enough, but she's not young. And it's like, so, so there were people that were never really fully on board with her. And now, you know, there's all this shakeup with like, is she still the bachelorette? Is she not? And it's like, people are, it, it is interesting to see the audience's reaction to that. Mm-hmm. Right. Very much so. This, and she's, she's an enigma too, mm-hmm. because like, I've never seen the bachelor nation. So divided. I'm like what we feel about this too. And also this is groundbreaking for those of you who do not know, this isn't a spoiler. This is well-known knowledge. She chose her man's early and said later haters and ran with her man's. There were still people in there. Which makes sense considering she's 38. Like, and I'm not saying 38 is old. So let me start by saying that. I think 38 is a young woman. So don't get mad at me. I'm saying she's old for the show. You know, the show (laughs) has never had a woman lead the show at 38 years old. And she turned 39 while on the show. If you're a 38 eight year old woman and you're like, you're there and you already have like the social media following or whatever following you get, the audience isn't really into you. It's in COVID time. We're blocked <laughs> in the house. Aren't you just like, I found the guy like, yeah, fuck this. Let's go. Let's start our life together. Like, I don't blame her. That makes actually more sense than not, right? I do understand that too. The part that I don't understand the most too is being 38 and like having a desire to do it again. I, well, that kind of shows, you know, yeah, that is interesting. I don't know why she would need this in her life. I I always thought the best bachelorette scenario was already divorced woman. I think like when, if if you've never been married before, there's such a thing as like a marriage chaser. There's a version of women, not all women, but I'm saying there's a version of women who are like, I got to get to the goal because women do compete with their level of relationships. If you're at the brunch table holding the engagement ring, you've won. If you're at the brunch table and you're single, they go, so what's your deal? Is there anything, anything, like you kind of feel like a loser. I don't think that's fair. But that's the reality. If I'm sitting at the brunch table with a bunch of my buddies, the single dude is the is the winner. It's the opposite. So I always thought if a woman came on the show, she's divorced, she's had it, she's like 33, she's like, you know what, it wasn't great. I'm looking to have fun. Like that to me was like the perfect bachelorette because then you could have older men. I would have like 40 and above because then you'd have the most... In- 22-year-old female is kind of the most embarrassing version of a female. Like I couldn't agree more. Like, I couldn't agree <laughs> like, more. <laughs> like they're loud. It, 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 it's very, it, it's whatever. It, it gets drunk, always yelling at you, always offended. 40 to 50-year-old to man is the most embarrassing version of man because you're like, old you you think you're still young you're wearing new balance sneakers you have you the, love the shirt. cutting the lawn yeah yeah you you think that like you know like you've made a little money and maybe you think you're a little too cocky for your age you're still trying to play like pickup basketball and you pull your hip like that's like the most <laughs> so like i would my perfect like the most entertaining of the of the bachelorette would be already divorced freshly divorced woman looking for like a serious guy but also looking to have fun dating a crop of men 40 to like 60. 
Like, that's the show I want to watch the most. And I think Claire, where they missed it, and the reason she jumped into, like, the relationship and also would, like, do, is she's like, I, I don't, this isn't fun for me anymore. This you know what is, I want from the show, too, Jared? Like, mm. I, did you ever watch Rock of Love or Flavor of, of Love? Okay, I, I was, just. I was just talking about New York last night. I was watching a, I was watching New York is one of my favorite reality TV show characters to ever be on the show. Like when they cast her, they must've been like, Tiffany Pollard, wow, yeah. Tiffany Pollard. They must've been like, we have found a star. For and decades. Did, for decades. And I watched her super cut of like her best moments. She was funny. She was good, knew the moment. But I, I so those shows, I, I am a big fan. Fun fact, Flavor of Love was actually our family TV show that we would sit down on Wednesday <laughs> nights and walk together when I was in high school. I told a couple of other friends when I was at their family's dinner table and they were like, hmm, interesting choice, Dombrowski. So I was like, just, we're Polish, let it happen. Yeah, that's like when I tell people that my, my family's favorite movie is Vegas Vacation. Like the worst <laughs> of the vacation movies. I'm like, yeah, we sit around and we watch Vegas Vacation and we repeat the lines to each other. And they're like, that's not even the good vacation movie. What are, you know, so... I gave my mom a flavor of love name too during all of this, which <laughs> stuck. I named her Meatball. So oh my God. My mom is this tiny little Italian meatball with legs. I love it and I love her. So that is her flavor of love name. But Tiffany Pollard, New York on that show was amazing. And when that first season aired, it came down to New York and this woman named Delicious who was from Detroit. Now. Yes. Six, I think it was like 16 or 17 year old me driving. I'm at Seven Mile and Kelly in East Detroit. I pull into a McDonald's to get a Big Mac and who's fucking in front of me? It's delicious. I get out of my car and go up to her window and say, are you delicious? And she says, yeah, baby. She gets out of her car, gives me a hug. You know, flip phone cameras at the time are kind of like not really doing it. So sure. She, reaches into her purse and pulls out a postcard size picture of topless her from the back in a thong oiled up signs it gives it to me and i have it in my locker until senior year i love that's yeah. amazing yeah. i love that she's walking around with headshots or like sign like that's like what ass you shots yeah Ash, I, was she coming from like a convention? Or oh like no, it was just, she, no, she was just probably coming this. from home. And she won the show, but we didn't know it yet because it was it was like in, it was mm. during the season. Well, also, you know, like the, the sad part about that is like nowadays she would have a million Instagram followers. She'd be selling stuff. Like I don't, like she kind of, they, that show came just before you could really like make some dough, you know? I got to tell you though, I found this recently, and this is going to blow your mind. Let me mm. find it. So she is on Instagram. I'm sure she is. I'm saying, how many followers does she have? Two million. Two million? She's still riding that wave. Yeah. Wow. I think wow. she's got a what serious a show. show. Okay. Very powerful. It, it shapes people. I mean, I love that show. That show was like, I mean, it was such a amazing... See, like, I keep trying to think of, like, what's the what's the version of The Bachelor that, like, would be fun to see? And, like, they, you know, they did all those ones with famous people. And it's, like, then we had, like, you know, uh, you know, Love is Blind, which is, like... Love you know, can see. That's what we learned from that show. <laughs> Love has 20-20 vision. 
yeah, they they figured it out. Um, the no, but I I always think like, what would be the next? And then they did love you know I love New York. Like they really, they 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 uh, that they wrung that towel dry. Like there were yeah. so many versions. Now, see, like to me, like the the Bachelor and the Bachelor is kind of like the Ivy League version of dating reality show, and mm. I just want to watch it get a little bit unhinged. Like, I want this woman to come in with a full sleeve on her right arm, and she like grew up in a trailer, and then now is like a very successful in her MLM. Like, that's. I just want to see like a couple more of that. That's yeah, well, I, there. I, I, the real bachelor, like the real bachelor, like a dude with a dad bod, just going after girls, like women like that, who are like, yeah, like the kids are actually in the playpen way back there. Like, wouldn't you want to like see like if they had a daycare at the house? And <laughs> it's we, like, yeah, well, we had yeah. so many women with toddlers. We were like, we'll just open up the play, you know, the, the, the you know, we'll make a nursery school here. Can we please pitch that and you and I can I host it? <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> Thank God. Absolutely. Okay. I need your help though. Okay. Here's a little okay. bit of my, my, my bachelor journey and mm-hmm. how it happened. And then in the upcoming, the upcomings where I need your assistance. So okay. I'm not a bachelor, bachelorette person. Truly. I didn't get into the season until into the show until Becca's season. My mom is a, diehard she's seen every single season mm-hmm. since season one in real time doesn't miss and Be- it and becca's season you know she just broke it? up with garrett by the way i like, know I, race, I, yeah. I i heard a and but the becca's you're talking about becca's season with ari or becca's season becca's season when becca was the bachelorette okay okay yeah that was a that was a fine season you know like i she was never really she her fashion choices were the most fun part of that. She, she loved, she couldn't say no to a glittery top. She couldn't. couldn't. <laughs> she thought she was still in Minnesota going to one of the thousand lakes. Like I was like, okay. So here's what happened with that season. Sure. My mom has this rule and it's don't call me on Monday nights. And she's dead serious about it. I call her on a Monday night and I film the phone call and she is cutting me off the whole time. I tell her I got in a car accident. I need to take my car in the shop. I need her help. Fucking hangs up on me. <laughs> she hangs up on me. I post it. It goes viral and yeah. is in all these bachelorette, bachelor nation mm-hmm. groups and shit. Well, then um, Chris Harrison called us, sent surprised my mom flew us both to LA put us in a hotel we got a limo that was lined with roses with two bottles of champagne they drove us to the finale of the show and we sat behind Becca's family so I told my mom oh and then afterwards she met Chris Harrison and she wait a minute you were were in the dome of the undateables that's what I call that's what I call the studio that they go to the dome of the undateables we're there and Jared, re-fucking wind. It's the most, I don't know this at the time. It's the most awkward finale ever. Because ever. he fucking, the guy who didn't get picked cried like a baby and he was yeah. dead silent. Then they cut to the, they cut to commercial. And I think his name was Blake. And the audience goes silent until we go back. And I'm like, are we, is, are we sitting Shiva? Like what the hell's going on? <laughs> 
So I almost, I almost like, I love you, Blake. But then I was like, these bachelor bitches are going to fucking slit my throat. Like, they don't fuck with them. Yeah, don't fuck with them. So I didn't. And uh, so that happens. It's great. I told my mom, I'm never getting you a Christmas present again. I did my due diligence, right? So then we start getting into it together. And I don't really speak bachelor. But my fans are now aware that my mom, it's like her shit. So they sure. ask all the time. So starting this season, which we've never done before, every Wednesday, my mom and I are having 30-minute recaps come on my great podcast. Idea. But I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. No, this is a great idea. You, I mean, I recaps are great. People love recaps. And especially if your mom is like a huge fan. Like, that's the thing. The Bachelor or Bachelorette is a sport. Like, it, it is oh, more shit. sport than it is love. So like, I am fucked. Well, I think you're going to I think you're going to be OK because it's all about like just the way people consume it is sports like it's fandom like. So like your mom hanging up on the phone on you is like hilarious. And that's I mean, there's a reason that went viral, because you, if you're watching the show, you want to watch it live. That is like that's why I scream at the TV while it's happening. Like it's 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 such a live experience. And also, like, you want to be ha- a part of the conversation. Yes. That's, this is a conversation. So, like, you want to break it down. Like, who do I think people, you know, the idea is, like, who do you think they'll pick is, mm-hmm. is really an important thing. But also, like, who whose side are you on in certain arguments? Because there's arguments every episode. Also, which dates were boring? Like, there's some dates that, like, I remember there was one season, I think it was um, Nick Vial's season or, or, or Ari's season where they went to, like, a haunted house. And I was like, this is the most boring. They like did a Ouija board. And sometimes that's like part of the bachelors. Like they're, they're just like buying time. They're like, we like, you're on a date where you're like, fuck these people, fuck this date, fuck this connection. This ain't it. Like, you know, like there's, that's part of it too. Okay. Now, so do- I, I, I think you have to like, I think the, the main thing with your mom is that she's going, this will, this is a great idea because your mom is going to have opinions. That's what it, you know, like, it's just like sports fandom. Like, do you think the quarterback played well? Well, I would have done it this way. We should have ran the ball more. We should have thrown it more. Your mom's going to have opinions like that in, in, in the same way that I do. So as far as filling the 30 minutes, you're going to have no problem. Especially because it's, you know, like 65-year-old woman and 30-year-old gay man who doesn't really watch the show, super, super fan and like barely fan together. I think it's going to work. But, but here's the thing. There's two types of bachelor watchers oh, is shit. what I've learned. Okay. I don't know which one your mom is, but I would assume you are going to be more like me. There's day traders and there's long-term investors. Okay. okay? The day traders are me. I like movement in the market. I like, I like drama. I like breakups. I like fights. I like up and down, up and down, up and down. Day traders on the stock market, they love when there's movement in the market because they can make money off the spreads. Mm-hmm. You and I can make jokes off of the movement in the roller coaster. Your mom, I'm not sure, but a lot of, there's a section of the country and this is why, um, and I, this is, you know, to dip into like racial issues, the reason the show has is very uh, whitewashed and has had racial issues for years is there is a segment of the country that's watching for this like weird, like, I, I, I don't mean to like call it weird, but like they want 
meeting, middle, love, marriage. They want up and up and up. They want a singular storyline of two people falling in love, this Disney fairy tale, and they are putting themselves in the shoes of the bachelor or bachelorette. They're, they're putting themselves. So that's why a lot of like, it's like kind of like coded where they're like, well, I, I, don't, I need to see me on the show. When they choose bachelorettes, it's always like a pageant queen. Like there's nobody more Cinderella-like than the former pageant queen, you know? Like, okay. and it's like, so this, so there's an, a part of the audience that like, if they're like almost mad, that's why there's so many strong opinions on different, ba- like why people hate Nick Vial because he like doesn't seem to be taking it seriously. And it's like, you know, why Claire Crawley, people will probably like that she's like, this is the love of my life. I'm going with this. Like, I think there's going to be a part of the audience that's like, yes, love wins. We did it. You so, know, so based on what you're saying, if I had to make an assumption of what type of Bachelor Watcher Franny is, mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead and say that she's more like us. And this is why I say Okay, it. good. I, I, I'm just, it, both are fine. I'm just saying that the, I don't mean to bring no, like, no, you're like good. controversy into the second version, but there, there was this whole thing this year. It was like, like 40 seasons, one, one person of color to be the bachelor. And I'm like, and, and listen, I'm proud. I, I, I hope the show changes, but the audience is a part of that problem. Like to say, like, like, right. like it took you 40 seasons to realize it. Like, what about season 20? You know, like, you didn't like it, it, you know, even at 20 seasons, you'd be like, yeah, there's a problem. Like Asian men do not make it very far on the bachelorette. That's a problem. That, that is it. So I I just don't like when people are like, we did like the bachelor, the bachelor nation did a lot of like back, you know, back padding. They're like, we did it. We got, you know, and it's like, okay, come on. You know, but I, 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 I am of the day trader. I like different. I like you know, emotional roller coaster. Now the emotional roller coaster is very real. So mm-hmm. when uh, Pilot Pete's mom, Barb, decided to expose herself, I checked my mom's Amazon cart and there was a pair of brass knuckles in there. So I think <laughs> she's, she's extremely well, that emotional. Maybe, well, that would maybe put your mom on the side of like the, the, the fairy tale because it's like up and up and up and the mom got in the way. To me, the mom storyline, Pilot Peter's mom, that's the most relatable storyline in the world. Get to me. on, girl! <laughs> it's like, what are you, a fucking hocus pocus to switch? to us, Peter! It was like, it was the most, I, I can say, I can do that every day of my life and put a smile on my own face. I, now, I, here's the thing about my mom too though like as much as she will like love the show and be super into it and like sympathize with barb and loathe her at the same time my mom will be the first one to say why the fuck do people apply for this show (laughs) i even said i was like mom if i was a woman like you would love it if i was on the bachelor or the bachelorette right because it's her favorite show she's like hell no there'd be no (laughs) way you'd apply for that shit so she's very real with her with her thought processes i understand where she's like that barbara peter's mom barbara i could understand why a mom would look at that and go why would someone sign up for the show because you've basically shown people that your mom is a is not the is not the perfect angel that all moms are said to be. Like right. the, 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 to, to me, when I, people like hated Barbara, I was like, 
well, Barbara has two boys and a, and a husband. She's been ruling. She's been the only woman in that household her whole life. And then Maddie looks at Barbara and says, we, you and my, your son and I have different values. When you tell a mom that you have different values than their son, you are basically saying you brought up your son wrong. That's what you're saying. You, and, and Barbara went into full on mom fighting mode and was like, get the wooden spoon. Exactly. And if you, if you, if anyone knows mothers and sons is a weird relationship, it is just weird. The protection, of, you know, the protection of it all. And it's funny to me as a guy with a mom who only has two sons. I, I understood that completely. You could see it on the, remember in the, in the, in the, like the, you know, when they went to them in the crowd and the, and the dad was just like, yeah, whatever she says. Like, I've seen that face before where it's like, I don't want to deal with this because I have to live with this. So like right. this, it was very much, very relatable, Barbara's whole shtick because it was a mother and how she interacts with her two sons and the women that come into their lives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That made sense to me, but it also makes sense to me that your mom would go, who would go on this because your mom would be like, that would be me that would look like the idiot. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, <laughs> she would do that shit. That's I can thing. see, I can see my mom and the girl that I would bring home. Who's six foot three with a really good jawline and a thick beard <laughs> making pasta sauce together in the kitchen. And my mom asking like, so like, who'd you vote for? And just like, yeah, yeah. like totally. that, just building just- it. And, and also, like, defending you, making sure yes. that she's not going to let anyone into that that roost right. who could ruin the thing. Because when you're the only woman in the house, you come to terms with being the only... You're the star of the show. You're the only one. You're oh, the different. You're, you're the person. You're the outsider. You're amongst the three idiot dudes. You know? Like, I... It's, again, those small moments of The Bachelor... Very interesting. Every single time. Now, there's only one thing in reality television world that's just sort of um, really changing who I am as a person right now. And I think we're on the same page. So I really do need to ask, how do we feel about Carol Baskin being on Dancing with the Stars? (laughs) I... I'm okay with it because it's like, that's kind of the natural progression. Like, you become the topic, you get your 15 minutes, and then they're like, we're going to extend it to 18 minutes. Like Dancing with the Stars comes in and it's like, we'll give you an extra three minutes of fame. And so I do understand also Carol Baskin, she's in this world and you and I understand it. She's, people forget she's more of an internet person than she is a real life person. Mm-hmm. Internet people, if you put stuff on the internet and you and I know We've been humbled by doing live shows and doing stand-up and having to hear people not laugh. The problem with the internet, and I've learned this from people because I've, I've written for a lot of websites and when you meet the people that only do internet stuff, they separate the world into two categories. People who agree with me and trolls. There is no middle ground on the world for them. Internet people, it's either you're a troll or you agree with me. There's no constructive criticism to a lot of these people. So Carol Baskin, 
is in that world because she's been dealing with the Facebook people. We just got to see the fun stuff with, we did. you know, Joe, you know, Joe dirt or whatever the fuck his name is, you know, like we got, you know, like we, we got like the fun video version, but I'm saying, if you notice a lot of her stuff was online, Facebook commenters and stuff, that's kind of where she makes her money. Mm-hmm. So I think it's interesting that she's going on the show because she doesn't hear constructive people. No one's in her ear going, hey, you, you know, this is, might be a, a, you might look bad. or you, No, it's all cheers for her or the people who don't want her on the show are disgusting assholes who are just anti-saving uh, tigers. That's, that's how she lives, looks at the world. Exactly. Did you hear that she, um, she came for uh, Cardi B and Meg, Meg the Stallion? Did you hear about it? No, I, I, but of course, <laughs> but know? this is oh, why, because they use the trainer for their, they no, use a different, they, yeah, they had CGI big cats in their video and Carol Baskin's like, I know they were fake, but you're sending the wrong message of the oh, use of big cats. Of course. Well, that, well, that's the thing about Carol Baskin. It's like, you either use my cats and make me money or you're evil. And it's like, there's Preach no, it. you, you know, this is kind of a, Again, this internet people are like, are, and I know this because I live in this world. I know how easy it is to go down that road of like, be, but you, if, without constructive criticism, you, you're, you're fucked. Like, it's just, you become a delusional asshole. So like, uh, when we go on stage and we do, we do bits and it doesn't work, we go, well, it's, it's you, know, you, can, you, know, you know people, they'll blame the audience all day. But it's like, at a certain point, it's you. Yep. You know, so oh yeah. So I don't think Carol Baskin lives in a world where she ever goes, maybe it's me. You know, I, I don't think that's her world. I think and I see it with it's not just her. This is happening with internet people all over. Nobody takes the loss. Nobody ever says like maybe I could have done differently there. It's it's always fists up. And rule of thumb too, if you kill your husband, play the victim. <laughs> yeah, this go. is I mean there's no better way out now than the victim. You know, like that's right. the way out of everything. Jared, thank you so much for coming on today. I know you got shit going on. Um, I want everybody, listen, first of all, press pause. He's going to give you his handles and everything where you can find him. Trust me. One thing we didn't talk about, you got to go check out his board lord shit where he does charcuterie <laughs> reviews. It's the best thing in the world. Thank you. The Wizard of Ha on TikTok. And then I'm sure you got shows coming up. Like hit people where they can like consume all of you. First of all, I thank you for having me. This has been, I love talking to you. I'm on TikTok, Wizard of Ha on TikTok. And I do the board reviews and all that stuff. And then I'm on Instagram at Jared Freed. That's where I yell at The Bachelor. And then I'm on Twitter, JTrain56. But the Instagram is like the center of my wheel. At Jared Freed on Instagram. Uh, is where I do a lot of my stuff. And then I'm going to be on the road. I'm going to be in Dallas. I'm going to be in Raleigh. I'm going to be in Kansas City, Tacoma, you doing Spokane. Good nights? I'm doing good nights. Very yeah. Cool. So I'm, I'm excited to be back out there. You know, socially distanced shows, half capacity. I'll be talking about, I talk about The Bachelor on stage. But mostly, if you're there, I put out, I try to put out something funny every single day on Instagram. So at Jared Freed on Instagram. And I'm, and I, listen, I'm trying to, figure out the the TikTok world. I, I, oh, I got I, you, I dude. I, my, I, I keep saying, I'm like, I like TikTok. I just don't know how I'm going to be funny on there. And I, I kind of dip in it. Charcuterie, I've tried it. And I, I enjoy doing that. But I'm 
you know, there's a lot of TikTok, like I'm dealing, it's a whole new generation on there. Sometimes they're like, like I review boards and they're like, well, it's nice that they tried. And I'm like, yeah, I, I, I'm joking. I, I, you know, like, I'm obviously like, I would eat everything on here. What are you Listen, talking about? This, I can get a little bit cynical sometimes because I am 100% that bitch. And I went on there, I'm trying to help people. So I said, sure. very candidly, and I stand by this, everybody. <laughs> I said, I'm astonished by the amount of grown ass men who have colored LED lights in their bedroom. Yes. Jared, Jared, <laughs> people were up in arms. I'm like, listen, okay, I yeah. am so sorry for all of these straight men who I have so terribly offended with your anime and your colored fucking lights. But if you ever want anything from a woman, get those fucking <laughs> lights out of your house. And they were reading me. This is terrible. You're judging people. It's 2020. Get over yourself. I'm just like, no, honey, you. I. It is funny. The judging people thing comes up on mine my very small corner of TikTok. And it's like, I, I can't believe that somewhere for Gen Z, they, they feel that judgment isn't a natural human reaction. Right. I, I, I think they think of judgment as like, you have to choose to judge. No, no, no. Judgment is like salivating when you smell a steak. <laughs> judgment is sweating during a run. Judgment is produced by actions and we're all doing it. I don't understand like where this world is that like, and, and when I do the board reviews and when you're talking about LED lights and stuff, you're just saying what people are afraid to say to your face and they should be because face to face, you don't see it, say these things because you don't want to, you, you know, you go home and you go, did you see they put a <laughs> pumpkin on the charcuterie board? Who, are we supposed to eat the pumpkin? It took up three feet of space. We could add 20 million carbs on that spot. So it's like, just because I'm saying it doesn't mean that I'm, I'm, I'm doing, we, we are doing them the favor of judgment. We're, we are doing the Lord's work. Listen, when people, when, when people take a picture of someone with their, with their sandals on an airplane and jeans and they say, look at this fucking idiot. It's not just them saying, no, we're all saying, we're all saying your big fat toe. No one wants to fucking see it on an airplane. I can go look at other things. I'd rather look at your shoe. I don't care what shoe it is. Just not your big, fat, ugly toe with toe jam and hair on your knuckles. And let's be real too. What are these besides judgment? These are fucking opinions. It's my <laughs> opinion that if you have colored LED lights in your bedroom, I'm not coming over again. Yeah. Right? They, well, they, they all, people always say to me because I give advice. What do you know? I go, I know nothing. I just have a very loud opinion. And we are into it. Okay, That's you guys, it. go listen to more of those opinions. Jared, I'm not, I'm literally not going to stray you guys wrong. I never have, and I'm Thank not going to start now. Go consume all of his shit. Follow him. You're going to love it. Jared, this is awesome. And thank you so much. Pleasure. Yo, you guys, thank you so much for tuning into the Social Studies Podcast. Get ready. The Patreon's coming if it's not up already. That's patreon.com slash Joe Dombrowski. Become a fan, become a super fan, whatever you want. You're going to get all the deals over there. Also, feel free to text 1313 251 1036. We got a group. We got three 
3,300 people in the text group right now. Shout out to all 3,000 of you. I know y'all are listening. I'm feeling the love and I'm trying to give the love back. I love y'all. Check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash Joe Dombrowski. If it's not up yet, I'm so sorry. I'll have it up next week. I love you guys so much and I'll see you next week. Bye. Try to catch me hollering at the moon.